Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Well, hello, I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller and I am so delighted you're here. You know, this is Peace Podcast number 102. 102 peacemakers, including our wonderful friend, is joining us today. And we are going to meet Mike pretty soon. But right now, I just want to be with you. I want you to know how much I appreciate you, how you are working through these podcasts, listening to them, and working for peace on our planet, a planet that deserves harmony and love. So with that, you know, Peace Podcast is brought to you weekly and you go to peacepodcast.org and you can see the 100 podcasts. Pick something that resonates with you and listen to it. Now, today it's interesting because Michael and I met when we were doing the Shelter Box Peace Prize for 2022. But if it wouldn't have been for his dynamic wife, Laura Angelini, I don't know if I would have paid attention to Michael because he's a very soft-spoken, harmonious man. But Laura is this vibrant, I can sing a song that will turn your life around. And she did. And she works with the shelter box. She is their musician in residence when she's here. And we had a sellout crowd that night because people realized our immigrants need our shelter box and our people who are moving, the refugees need a home. And so when we gave the peace prize to shelter box for 2022, there was Laura singing and there was Michael supporting her. Michael, I think has had a career of supporting people. He started out as a healthcare professional and you will hear more about that as he tells us. And then he got the good luck to work with John Denver John Denver, do you know who he is? And if you don't, look him up. Because John Denver was my husband's friend. John Denver invited my husband, Ted Turner, Jacques Cousteau, to a beautiful place in Colorado where he was trying to bring peace and harmony to the world. So with that, Michael, I'm going to start letting you talk now because I'm so grateful that Michael Lesnick has joined us today. As I said, he's had a 40-year career 40 years of working in the profession of challenging our elders, the elder care that people need on a day-to-day basis. And I'm saying challenging because it is. Both of my husbands died in their old age and I was lucky enough to be with them and give them the love and the care they needed. But sometimes they're not so lucky and that's when Michael steps in. In addition to his day job and working with senior care, He is involved with helping support his amazing wife, Laura Angelini, and I know she is amazing, and her charitable foundation, sharethatlove.org. Laura is a recording artist and philanthropist working to promote peace and make the world a better place. Before the podcast today, Michael sent me the peace song and poem peace that John Denver wrote. And if you would like a copy, just go to Barbara Mueller 2323 at gmail.com and I'll send one to you or I'll send you the link. In fact, let's put the link at the bottom of this podcast because 
that's who Michael is. Michael is the beginning of peace for our planet. Michael invites everyone to get involved with organizations like Share That Love and the UN Association, which I was president of for 10 years. Now, today we're going to start our journey to the 100th anniversary of Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller was my husband for 17 years. We traveled the world working for peace. We lived in Costa Rica near the University for Peace that he created with Rodrigo Carrasso, the president. The day he was in the UN at the 37th floor and the General Assembly was meeting, he always listened. And he, as he listened, he heard Rodrigo Carrasso say, I will give you hundreds of hectares of land if you will create a university for peace in Costa Rica. And Robert ran down and said, I'll help you do that. And the University for Peace was created. I'm telling you this story. I'm going to let Michael tell you about his story of meeting Laura. And because I think the coincidences in our life materialize into our path. I just know that happens. If I wouldn't have said at the La Casa de Maria that it was time for me to have a time for peace, world peace leaders to get together and heal, I never would have met Robert Mueller. So my simple little idea, let's have a conference for world peace leaders, became the opportunity for Robert and I to meet. God in heaven and God wherever you believe in your oh, superpower, what's this in the right place if we're open to it? Now, here I am at the Peace Prize for Shelterbox. Hundreds of people mauling around. And who do I keep making eye contact with Michael? Eye contact with Michael. This quiet hero behind the scenes. You have no idea how fabulous he is. So without no more words from me, let's introduce Michael Lasnik. Michael Lesnick, my dear. Tell me why I should be excited about you, other than the fact that you are just fabulous. Well, I, first thing I can say is why I'm excited to be here, and and I'm thrilled and honored to be part of this. Um, and uh, and and I thank you. And 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 it was uh, through serendipity and and being led uh, that we met, and of course through my amazing wife Laura and her charity Share That Love Org. Um, and, uh, and that was an amazing night. I do have to say before I start, I, I am so appreciative of, of your introduction to me and, and thank you for that. Um, and uh, I am hoping that I am now on a dedicated path toward peace in this world, peace on this planet. Um, and there have been times when I, I, I was very enthralled and, and enthused about that. And, and there have been times when I was pretty much asleep at the wheel. Um, and I think you asked me to just give you a little bit about my journey. Um, so, so I'll start back at, at, the, at the beginning there. Um, and if I go back about 40 years um, as a young man in my 20s and, and even early 30s, um, I, I had marvelous experiences. I, had, I was blessed to be around incredible people. Um, like John and like your husband, Robert, and, and many, many, many other great thinkers and, and people dedicated to peace. Um, and I was enthusiastic and I was excited. And that uh, led me to come to be part of the Windstar Foundation. Windstar Foundation is John Denver's philanthropic organization. And uh, I wandered out to Old Snowmass one day after I did a, a lecture in, in Denver 
and met somebody there um, and, uh, and got a tour of the building and, and enjoyed it thoroughly. I put my name on a little list and about, uh, oh, six months later, I got a phone call uh, from this gentleman at, at Windstar. And he said, hey, uh, Mike, John is doing a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. And we have a Windstar table that needs to be uh, manned. Would you be willing to sit there? And I, <laughs> being a, a huge fan of John's music um, and, and, uh, and, and coming to know a little bit about Windstar, I said, absolutely. So I, I went there, I, I manned the Windstar table and handed out some information and talked with a lot of wonderful folks um, and uh, even got, got a glance, I do say a glance backstage um, and enjoyed the concert. So that was great. And then about six months later, I get another call um, and, uh, and it was from a, a, a person at Windstar again. And they said, you know, hey, Michael, you're, uh, you're in California, right? And I said, yeah. I said, well, our, our California chapter president has moved away and we need somebody to step in and, and be the leader in California. So because I wandered from Denver out to, out to Snowmass one winter day, uh, a year later, I'm the president of the Windstar Foundation in California. <laughs> so that led to a, a, a number of, of wonderful things. Um, and uh, during that time of my life, I, I had- But here's what you did. You said yes, with enthusiasm. Uh, yes. I think that is the answer. And I'm going to, I'll put you on speaker view because I want them to see your expressions. When you speak, there's something that kind of happens. And that's what I believe happens when you say yes. You light up and you know it's the right thing to do. And was that what happened for you, Michael? 100%. Uh, it was, it was, it's a knowing that, yes, this is what I want to do. This is the right thing for me to do. And, and I, I, uh, I, I, that's what happened back then. And that led me to not only the wonderful work uh, that Windstar and John was doing, um, and, and I'm and, and I'm, I'm going to get to the part where I met Robert and and the, and the uh, impact that he's had on my life as well. Um, but I was involved with other organizations that were also uh, advocates for peace. Like one I remember uh, being pretty involved with was Alliance for Survival back in in the. Uh, uh, Earlier. Alliance for Survival. That's fascinating because we now have mutually assured survival yes. effort. So the yes. survival instinct has been with us for a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And and that that has been wonderful. And and my work was going well and I was involved and and then life happened. And and part of the moral moral for myself is um, e even if you take a little backseat in certain areas, it's never too late to come back and get back on the right path. And, uh, and, and so life happened, work, family, obligations, what the world tells us we should do to be successful. And I let myself become consumed with all of that. And, and quite honestly, all of the good work that I was surrounded by kind of took a backseat, didn't kind of take a backseat, did take a backseat. And uh, then about seven years ago or eight years ago, um, I connected with my wife, Laura, my amazing wife, Laura. And as I got to talking with her and learning about her, uh, she's a recording artist and a philanthropist. Her, her music, I just love because it was, it was filled and infused with the spirit of peace and the spirit of love. 
And she had a charitable organization and a charitable mission. And, and we got to talking about that. And, and it took me back to uh, my days at Windstar because the spirit in her share that love, that org uh, organization and her mission uh, just, I just knew that, that the spirit of Windstar was infused in that as well. Um, and, and that began my awakening process. Um, and uh, I, I'm thrilled to be able to support uh, Laura and her, her, her mission and share that love. And, and that's wonderful. Um, and that, you know, and then we roll forward and I know we don't have all day for me to tell stories, but we roll forward and, uh, you know, uh, Laura is the first artist ambassador for Share That Love, or for Scratch That, for um, Shelterbox. And uh, we were invited to come up to Santa Barbara uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, Laura was invited to sing a few songs. And I was helping set up. And, and there's this lady standing at the podium, Barbara Mueller, you know, and, and I'm kind of standing by the equipment, making sure everything's going right. And she starts talking and she starts talking about this man, Robert Mueller. And there's this book on the table. And she said, you know, I I'm, I'm, I'm want everybody to have one of these books. And, and uh, we got a couple of copies for Laura and I. And I kept thinking, Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller. And, and all of a sudden it just hit me. I know who Robert Mueller is. I saw Robert Mueller in 1986 at John Denver's Windstar Foundation uh, Choices for the Future Symposium. And, uh, and he, he spoke uh, very eloquently and very powerfully at that, at that uh, seminar, at that symposium, uh, along with an, an, uh, a number of other incredible people um, and, and uh, who all were, were in, in the same spirit of peace and harmony and so on. And if I may, I'd like to tell you a little bit about how that symposium hit me and how Robert's speech hit me. May I? Oh gosh, that would be fantastic because we're getting ready for his 100th birthday and I'm inviting people for the next three months, people who knew Robert to say, what does an impact of one person have on your life? And you already preempted me from asking you the question. <laughs> what does the impact of Robert have on you? Let me tell you a quick story. So we're at a meeting in the, at the cathedral in San Francisco where the charter for the UN was signed. And in comes this lady and she says, oh, Dr. Mueller, you do not know what you have done for me. I heard you speak and I went home and sold my house and moved to Africa. And I thought, holy cow, what is she gonna say? And I started a company to help people who were inflicted with polio to get around. Little scooters if they only had one leg or scooters where their hands could move them. And I'm a millionaire, Dr. Mueller. And I didn't even want to be a millionaire. I just wanted to help polio victims. And Robert said, that's how you live your life. Live your life being of service. So with that story, John gave me the opportunity to hear you now, 25 years later. And Michael, I'd like to hear what you happened when you met Robert Mueller. Yes, thank you. Um, well, as I said, I was in the audience at the, the Choices for the Future Symposium, which is a marvelous uh, uh, title for, for those symposiums that were held every year. And uh, Robert came up and, and he started speaking and he started speaking, you know, about peace. And, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact words, but 
Um, one of the things he said that struck me very powerfully was, we have to have the courage to visualize peace for this planet. And, uh, and that was, you know, that, that was something that, that really stuck with me. And he, he also said, you know, we, we have to make peace a priority. And, and that, that's, you know, that, that's a concept that, you know, everybody knows what a priority is, but, but what, what makes us think that we weren't making peace a priority? Well, he gave us some very, uh, uh, very striking examples of how we as a, as a country, as a society had not made peace a priority. And one of the things that stuck with me is uh, Robert said, um, the amount of money that the United States contributes to supporting the United Nations is less than we spend on military music. Oh my gosh. And, 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 I, and, and, and I, it just hit me. It's like, and, and I actually had a friend who was in the army band at the time, but, um, but it, it was amazing to me that, that we gave so little attention to peace and so much uh, attention to, to, um, to war and to weapons. And um, if you, uh, you know, if you listen to some of John Denver's stuff, uh, you will, you will hear some very powerful uh, statements about, about that choice and, and the choices that, that it is a choice, possible. isn't it, Michael? It's a choice. Yes. And he was so right about saying our priorities are war. There's never a justified war. And yet we don't give any attention to peace. If there's justified peace, but there's no justified war. Yes. And, and, that, and that just, you know, very, very powerful stuff. And, and by the way, this was in 1986. What Robert said in 1986 is so applicable to today, to this moment in time. And I pray that we can all listen to those words and other people who have spoken words of peace and bring them forth right now, immediately, right in this moment. Um, and one of the ways to bring that forward, uh, again, Robert was talking about, about uh, we don't talk to each other. He said that, uh, you know, one of the, one of the problems with, with conflict is that we simply don't have uh, the ability and the, and, the, and the platforms to talk to each other peacefully. Again, if you look at today's moment in time, that is certainly true today, even more so than it was in 1986. And I remember he, Ted Turner was one of the other speakers and he spoke about a lot of things similarly. Um, but Robert looks over to Ted and says, you know, Ted Turner, maybe you can use your, your tele, telecommunications platform to help us talk to each other around the world. <laughs> and, and that brought a smile and, and applause. Um, and, and perhaps- Such a vivid memory of Robert. And see, that's what happens when Robert would make a speech. People would remember what he said. And I remember Barbara Marks Hubbard saying, when Robert asked me to do something, I do it because it's in my <laughs> DNA. And so you're reporting to me exactly what happens when you hear Robert. And yes, and, and, and the, the last thing I want to say about that 1986 uh, symposium is, is, I think, the most powerful thing that, that Robert said. And he said, and I, I took some notes, so forgive me if I glance at my notes here. 
Oh, never mind that. Glance away, because I'm loving these words. He, he said, uh, it's incredible what one human can do. And, uh, and he, he asked us, and he gave some examples, and, 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 and talked about the gifts that different people have, and we all have our gifts. And he asked us to use our individual gifts and our individual power to concentrate on peace. And I, I don't remember the exact words, but um, something like, you know, all of us have our gifts. All of us have those gifts. We can contribute to peace on this planet. Ask yourself from morning to night, what can I do? Use your power and your gifts for peace. And that was his closing statement in, in the speech back in 1986. And that just touched me um, and, and, and it still does. Um, when I go back and, and, and think about those words, uh, it helps me to uh, rededicate myself to moving toward that goal. You have just launched us into the beginning of the series before we have the 100th anniversary. No, buddy could have said what you said today better, that we must be the peace. We must be poised to talk about peace. What I do with my gifts allows me to use the power I have for peace. These are the way Robert lived his life. He just believed that if we knew how important peace was to our planet, the wars would end immediately if every single one of us used the gifts that we have and the power that we have to daily think about peace and to implement it. That's why I do these podcasts, because the models like you help me understand that everyone has a part of this peace puzzle, right? Yes, yes. And and you, you mentioned, uh, you know, John a couple of times, as, as have I, um, and, and, and as a, as a, as an additional tribute to Robert, um, both John and his co-founder, Tom Crum, an amazing man, the co-founder of the Windstar Foundation, um, have used Robert's quotes and referred to Robert in their teachings, in their speaking, not, not just in song for John, but in, in uh, lectures, in recordings and uh, and so I, I think I think it is it is amazing, and and I think and I know that both John and Tom at the Windstar Foundation recognize the power of Robert Mueller and his passion for peace, and that is why uh, they had him there, and of course uh, stayed in communication with him and, and connection with him uh, throughout uh, their lives. You know, John came to our little cabin in Costa Rica. We lived on the hill next to the University for Peace that Robert created with President Rodrigo Carrasso in a very humble cabin. So humble that my gardener said, you live like that in Costa Rica? That's how poor people live. And I said, yes, we don't need anything but love and peace. And we are living in the top of a mountain next to the University for Peace. And... When I lived there, I remembered the, the um, prediction that this from this mountain, peace will go to the entire world. Well, that kept me sane during those troubling times when I didn't have internet or when I didn't even have a real stove and I'm cooking in the microwave, etc. But it wasn't about the 
um, worldly possessions. It was about the possession of peace. And Robert and I would go to the university, give lectures, and talk about peace. And for 17 years, we traveled the world working for peace. But I have to quote this beautiful poem you gave me, the Peace Poem by John Denver. There's a name for war and killing. There's a name for giving in. When you know another answer, for me, the name is sin. For there's still time to turn around and make all hatred cease and give another name to living and we could call it peace. Is that not what you were working with at the Windstar? A man who believed in the bottom of his heart, in his soul, that peace is possible. So to finish my story, he comes to our little cabin and he has to use the ladies room, the men's room. So he goes in and he doesn't come out. So Robert thought, uh-oh, what's going on? You know, we lived in this humble cabin. I mean, I am not kidding. Humble is a, an exaggeration of, of walls that were the termites were eating and the, anyway, doesn't matter. Because John comes out with tears in his eyes and Robert says, what's wrong? He said, Robert, you don't even know what you've done for me. And Robert said, what did I do? And he said, you have a poem on the wall. And the poem is called Decide to Forgive. And Robert said, yes, I believe that forgiveness is the highest form of tranquility and peace. And he said, you know, I'm going to forgive my wife for leaving me. And I'm going to cry when I say this, because John was heartbroken that his wife left him and his took the daughter. But your poem, Robert, I'm going to forgive her and then I can live my life. And she may forgive me and we can maybe get together again. This happened in that humble little cabin in Costa Rica. Because John was such a heartfelt man and Robert was too. I am the luckiest woman in the world to know you, Michael, to know that John Denver visited our humble cabin. And for Robert to continue to do what you talked about, inspire others to believe in forgiveness and peace. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be here and, and, uh, and remember Robert and remember his impact on my life and, and thank you for the incredible, powerful work you do uh, in, your, in your podcasts, in your messages, in your book club, in your speeches, in the way you support people doing good work. The, the group of people that you have uh, gathered in your book club is is amazing and awesome. I, I couldn't believe that I was seeing all these powerful peace workers all in one little screen in one place. And I was just honored to be a part of that. And I will give this another one. <laughs> well, tell me again, you, you just couldn't believe that this peace podcast, actually the Peace Community Magazine is using the book Prophet the Hatmaker's Son, The Life of Robert Mueller. And any of you who are listening today, if you would like to have a copy, I will gift you a copy of Prophet the Hatmaker's Son. Um, just go Barbara Mueller 2323 at gmail.com and I'll send you and give me your address for sure. Um, these people have been with us for nine sessions because we started when there were exactly 12 months to Robert's 100th anniversary, March 11, 2023. And so we still have two more um, episodes to go. But because of the power of the internet, 
you can go on peacepodcast.org and go to Peace Community and find the in the blog all of those nine who have already introduced Robert, starting with Douglas Roach, who was with Robert for two weeks in Costa Rica, who wrote the book about invent, coming into the new century and finding you know, Peace Podcast is what I've been doing ever since Robert passed in 2010. So these coincidences keep happening. And so long story short, I must finish and ask another question for you, Michael. Well, what would you like to tell the listeners today? You've lived the Robert Mueller words. You live with wonderful Laura. Laura Angelini is a saint. And she works with people who need that boost to be back to normal again, boost to feel cheerful and boost to live their life. And so Michael, with Robert and Laura in your DNA and John Denver too, what a lucky guy you are. So tell me, what is it that you want the world to know now that you have harmonized all these wonderful influences in yourself? Well, I want the world to know how grateful I am, how, how blessed I feel to have great teachers, great people like Robert, like John, like Laura in my life. Um, I want people to know that, that uh, I believe from the bottom of my heart that no matter where we have been, no matter what has come in the past, peace is possible. And uh, I, know, I know and believe from the bottom of my heart that, that peace is in us, inside of us. It's not out there somewhere. It's not, it's not gonna come from, from some government agency or some organization um, waving a magic wand. It's gonna come from inside of each and every one of us. And uh, I, I want to tell the world that um, I am responsible for peace. I need to look inside of myself every moment of every day. Um, and as Robert said, ask what I can do. Find that peace inside of me. And only then will I have the opportunity to help others feel peace, to put peace out there. And if enough of us do that, um, I think that, that planetary peace is, is within our grasp. And uh, I invite everybody to, in their own way, with their own gifts, um, do what is, is possible, what you're passionate about, um, to find that peace inside yourself and to help others know that peace through your example. Um, and uh, and uh, part, of, part of my way of expressing that is, is um, through, as I've already mentioned, helping my amazing wife, Laura, with the, her beautiful music, which has peace and love infused in it and with her charitable organization sharethatlove.org and uh, I, uh, I thank you so much Barbara for, for what you do and uh, for having me here today so thank you so much. And I thank you Michael. I thank you with all my heart for just looking at you I see peace. Peace is written all over you and peace is what we want our planet to be and I have this dream that 2023 will help us change our mind about peace is possible and be able to look in the mirror and say, yes, I work for peace today. 
And whenever you, you know, I was listening to a little girl on television and she said, I'm in gratitude all the time. So I put pieces of paper in my pocket on the left side. And every time I'm grateful for something, I take it out and put it in the right side. So let's do the same thing for peace. Let's put peace around us. And every time you do something for peace, make a note of it in your journal. Let the people know you're doing this and invite others to join you. Here's my dream that you will stop this video and you will go grab her two people and you will bring them into the room and you will start this video from the beginning and listen together. There are so many wise words from Michael. Michael, I cannot thank you enough for being two, 102, our 102nd podcast. Thank you. What thank a you. Thank you. And if it wouldn't have been for Shelterbox getting the Peace Prize and Laura having a magnificent voice, I never would have met you. And I go back to this, people. Pay attention to the spiral of your life. You're never too old to work for peace. You're never too young. And don't ever get too tired working for peace. Robert died at 88, and he was as going strong at 88 as he was. He always played his harmonica. Do you remember his harmonica, Michael? Oh, yes. The uh, Ode to Joy. At, uh, on the harmonica I, I heard him play once. <laughs> it's so funny because I put that harmonica Ode to Joy on our blog. Do, 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 do. And every time Robert would made a, made a speech anywhere, he played the harmonica. And I remember meeting a lady out in the street. And she said, oh, Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller. I heard you speak. And he said, oh, great. What do you remember? Your harmonica. <laughs> and Robert said, that's enough, because if you can remember the ode to joy, just think how many people will be happier because you're with them. He didn't say, oh, can't you remember the words? No, he honored her for what she brought to him in that moment. And that's where peace begins in a conversation. If I have not ever said it, I'll say it again. Peace begins with me and starts with the conversation. And I thank you, Michael. Michael, L-E-S-N-I-C-K, a man to watch. You may think you've seen the last of him, but you haven't. He is going to be sharing with you his progression toward the planet that we want, a planet of peace for you and me and our grandchildren. I'm going to finish with one quote from Robert. And it comes from Prophet the Hatmaker's son. He said, in the middle of the war, when the French were shooting the Germans and the Germans were shooting the French and they were cousins, he said to his dad, I'm going to be a peacemaker. And his dad said, you better be a hat prophet. You better be a hat maker because that's your profession. And Robert said, no, I never want to have my grandchildren shoot the grandchildren of other people. I want peace on our planet. And he spent his whole life working for peace 40 years at the UN, creating the University for Peace. And now we have Michael to share, to share what Robert meant to him. Now, you will be asking yourself, well, what can I do? And a little girl said that to me at the end of one of our speeches. And I said, why don't you have a peace corner? Just put a little plaque in the corner and say peace corner. And you can go there whenever you need to be reminded that peace is possible. And I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller, and I thank you. Thank you for joining me. Watch this wonderful podcast with Michael Lesnick with a friend. Share your wisdom and share your gifts. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Barbara Gahn-Mueller, peacepodcast.org.